Welcome to the University of Wyoming Today. On this program, you'll hear about what's making the news and about the people and events at UW. You'll also learn about some of the leading research that's taking place at one of the region's top universities. And now, here's today's edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Hi, Jim Kearns with you. Today we'll be taking a look at how the El Nino phenomenon is affecting Wyoming's climate. And an economist will share some insights about proposals to raise the federal minimum wage. But to start out, when someone mentions Italy's connection to the American West, the first thing that comes to mind are those Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns, like A Fistful of Dollars and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. University of Wyoming American history professor Rene Legrade tells us Italy's connection to the American West actually goes back to the late 1800s. That's when Buffalo Bill Cody took his Wild West show to Italy. Buffalo Bill is an interesting character because he wanted to educate people about the West that he saw, that he had experienced, and he was afraid was ending forever. Uh, so he brought with him. Um, chiefs, Red Cloud. He brought with him um, some real characters from the West and and created a show that he hoped would educate uh, his, his spectators about what the West was really like. So we call it the Wild West Show, and he would never would have called it a show. For him, it was uh, an interpretation or a condensation of, of the Wild West into his arena. And part of the show, a uh, big part of the show actually for spectators, was the annex where the Native Americans had their teepees and, and, and camped out. And so spectators could walk around and they could meet with these characters and, and, uh, and really try to get a sense of, of how the West was lived. In fact, Professor Legrade says those Wild West shows were enormously popular in Italy. He was so popular. And, of course, he was such a great... Uh, marketer that he advertised the bejazzers out of his shows and people really got to hear about him and it created a lot of interest and so the people who came uh, to the cities where he was um, having his shows they began to associate Buffalo Bill with the American West so in a sense he personified the American West and that interest in the West kind of waxed and waned but it never went away. No it hasn't. And Professor Rene Legrade's article about finding the West in the 20th century Italy received an award for Best Magazine Article from the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. You're listening to the University of Wyoming Today. I'm Jim Kearns. I was listening to the news on Wyoming Public Radio the other day, and someone mentioned they are expecting a wetter-than-normal spring because of the El Nino phenomenon that occurs every few years. It got me curious about why that is. It turns out there's an expert on the effects of El Nino at the University of Wyoming. Geography professor J.J. Schenker is not so certain that El Nino has that much influence on Wyoming's climate. 
that jet stream, that subtropical jet stream, has a tendency to shift northward during El Nino years. And as a result, it makes places like um, Arizona and Southern California, or the southwestern portion of the US, a little bit wetter than normal during the winter months. That influence of the subtropical jet stream does not typically get as far north as Wyoming. So we don't see much of a consistency in terms of a response during El Nino years in our winter precipitation or even in our fall precipitation prior to the winter or even in spring. Um, we really have a mixed bag during El Nino years here in Wyoming. We have a, a variety between wetter than normal or drier than normal or sometimes just normal precipitation that occurs. And I think that's largely a function of the impact of the polar jet stream on our weather and climate here in Wyoming. And the polar jet stream is that boundary between the mid-latitudes and the polar region um, where those really fast winds have a tendency to dip down and sometimes bring us colder and sometimes wetter conditions in our winter time. And that's really what drives our uh, wintertime weather and, and climate patterns here in Wyoming is that polar jet stream. Geography professor J.J. Schenker. She says the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and its Climate Prediction Center rely on several cues to predict the weather months ahead of time. And their forecast is based on past events and their forecasting models that predict what will likely happen and they provide a range of um, options that will that are likely to occur in terms of temperature and also in terms of precipitation and they provide these maps and they update them on a regular basis and the maps and the projections for spring 2016 from those organizations are above normal temperatures for Wyoming and then in terms of precipitation it's mixed for the state of Wyoming. So, so the northern portion of the state, it's a mixed bag for spring in terms of the forecast. The southern tier of the state, it's a slight tilt towards likely wetter than normal. Those seasonal projections are typically pretty solid in terms of temperature. Precipitation is a considerably harder variable to project months in advance. It's challenging to project even in a five-day forecast, especially in mountainous environments. And that's some of the work that we do in the geography department is we look at how precipitation varies in mountainous environments. And it's a lot easier predicting the short-term weather forecast in Wyoming. Cold and windy in the morning and windy and cold in the afternoon. And watch out for deer on the road, too. The arguments for increasing the minimum wage so that workers can earn a meaningful living are gaining some momentum again. University of Wyoming economics professor Rob Godby says raising the minimum wage has some benefits for employers as well as the workers. Really, if you want to talk about wage conditions in a particular place, you have to think about a particular place. And this is what we're seeing is we're not seeing a lot of movement over time in the national minimum wage. What we're seeing is a lot of movement now in local minimum wages. And that tells you two things. One is that 
Local conditions matter, and that's what should determine wages. And secondly, one size doesn't fit all, right? Labor conditions, the type of work that's available in Wyoming, the type of skills available in Wyoming, the type of costs available in Wyoming might make it reasonable to have a lower wage here than, say, in Seattle. And so for that reason, we maybe that's why we see a different minimum wage in, in Wyoming versus Seattle. It's got nothing to do with politics and accepting a higher minimum wage. It really just has to do with markets and the, and the value of labor and who's available to work and what skills they have. So when we think about it that way, it's not an easy question to answer. But um, I think what we'll eventually see is we'll start seeing more and more markets begin to talk about their minimum wage for two reasons. One is this livable wage issue. And the other is just ensuring that certain markets have enough access to people to ensure that they m remain productive. If wages at the low end become too low, you can run into problems where you just can't provide basic types of services. Um, and when that happens, then sometimes an intervention is necessary to, to correct that labor market problem. Godby says Henry Ford once doubled his workers' wages from two fifty to $5 a day. His argument was that if he didn't pay his workers enough to buy his automobiles, he wasn't going to have a market for his product. And before we go, let's tip our hat to Cowboy Senior Josh Adams. Not only did he break Flynn Robinson's long-standing record for points in a season, he also was chosen as the Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. And to top it off, Josh is scheduled to graduate this spring with a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I'm Jim Kearns, and that's it for my time. Thanks for yours. That's it for this time. Join us again for the next edition of the University of Wyoming Today.